Hello there, and welcome along to Planet Sport Football Africa, a passion for sport production where we look at African football, what's happening around the continent, and what African players are doing overseas. I'm Steve Vickers in Harare, Zimbabwe, joined today by Oluwashina Okaleji in Lagos, Nigeria, and by Stuart Weir in the UK. And on this week's show, we take a look at transfers involving African players in three of the top European leagues in France, Belgium and Germany. Sharky have also signed Algeria midfielder Nabil Bentaleb and Ghana defender Abdul Rahman Baba on loan from English clubs Tottenham Hotspur and Chelsea respectively. Also, we have a profile of one of the best Africans ever to have featured in the English Premier League. That's Ghana midfielder Michael Essien. Essien has had a long and distinguished career given the number of serious injuries he's had. Also, Stuart continues his series on former FIFA president Sepp Blatter. That's coming up later. But first, it's a big weekend in 2017 Africa Cup of Nations qualifying with the last round of games on this weekend and six places are still up for grabs. Nine teams have already qualified along with the host Gabon and teams still in with a chance of qualifying include Group A joint leaders Liberia and Tunisia and Group D joint leaders Burkina Faso and Uganda. A few weeks ago, we heard from Sierra Leone and the hopes there as they can still qualify, but they need to win away to Ivory Coast to make it. Well, on next week's show, we'll look back on the games and analyse the ins and outs of 2017 Nations Cup qualifying. Now, last Wednesday was transfer deadline day in Europe. Lots of big and exciting moves in the window. And this week and next week on the show, we're highlighting some of the transfers involving African players in the top European leagues. We talk a lot about the English Premier League here on the show, but there are, of course, many Africans playing elsewhere in Europe. And African football expert Oluwashina Okaleji, who's based in France, but is currently in Lagos, Nigeria, joins me now. And today we'll highlight players players in France, Belgium and Germany. Uh, Sheila, let's start with some of the moves involving African players in France. Well, Steve, the exit of Moroccan international midfielder Sofian Bouffal from Lille in a record £16 million deal to Southampton remains the biggest transfer news involving an African player. The 22-year-old scored 11 goals last season, helped Lille to qualify for the Europa League and was voted the 2016 Best African Player in France. He only follows in in the footsteps of the 2015 winner, Ghana's Andre Ayou, who also left for English club Swansea only weeks after clinching the Mark Vivian Foy Award. Well, Lille have also been busy in the market by investing in other Africans. Senegalese midfielder Yunus Sankari arrived earlier from Guingamp. Malian duo of Romini Kwame and Vez Bisuma from Ria Bamako. They will all be playing in front of goalkeeper Vincent Enyama, the most capped Nigerian international with 101 appearances. Zambian defender Stopila Sunzu, Mali defender Yusuf Kone and Cameroon midfielder Ibrahim Amadou. Onji on their part have snapped up Cameroon forward Tal Toko Ekambi from Socho for a fee of 1 million euros. Senegalese forward Farmer Radidou from Clement Food for a fee of 1.6 million. And Nigerian forward Dixon Wakame joined on a free transfer from Vietnam. Bastia have signed Ghanaian midfielder Geoffrey Achempong from Santa Barbara Gachos. Moroccan defender Abdelhamid El Katouri on loan from Palermo. Congolese forward TFE Bifuma arrived on a free transfer from Espanyol. 
Kip Ved midfielder Jason Cabral on a free transfer from Twente in the Dutch league. Bastia there signing up a host of African stars. Leon have snapped up Cameroonian defender Nicola Nkulu on a free transfer from rivals Marcel. But Marcel were not lying low. They've also signed Cameroonian defender Henry Bedimo on a transfer from rivals Leon as well. And Tunisian midfielder Saif Edin Kahui arrives from Thor on for a fee of 1 million euros. Mets have signed Cameroonian veteran defender Benoit Asu Ekoto on a free transfer from Sechetien. Asu Ekoto has not played for Cameroon since the 2014 World Cup where he had butted teammate Benjamin Mokanjo. Monaco have gone for Moroccan midfielder Yusuf Ait Benassel from Nancy Lorraine for a fee of 3 million euros, while Montpellier only snapped up one African in Malian midfielder Yakubu Silla on loan from Rennes. Nancy signed Ivorian midfielder Sajin Gwesson from Jekano, while Setentien snapped up Senegalese midfielder Henri Save on loan from Newcastle United. Compatriot Sheikh Benge joins on a free transfer from Rennes. Toulouse signed Ivorian midfielder Ibrahim Sangari from Dengel de Odin. Well, lots of activity in France then. And uh, Belgium is a popular destination for African players who haven't quite hit the top level yet, Tershina. What's been happening there? It's a story of one African in and another out at Belgian giant Anderlecht. As Tunisian international striker Amdi Aboui joined the club on a two-year deal. The 31-year-old was top scorer in the 2012-2013 season in Belgium before switching to Italian side Udinese in May. Unable to settle down in Italy, he has returned to a familiar terrain as he replaces Guinea international striker Idrissa Silla, who has joined English championship side Queen's Park Rangers on a three-year deal. Other Africans at Anderlecht include Senegalese duo of Stefan Baji and Karamboji, Ghana's Frank Achempong and Emmanuel Sowa Ajay, Diar Congo's Fabrice Nsanka, Ivorian Idrissa Dumbia and Algeria Sofian Ani is club captain. Two Nigerian internationals have left Slovakian champions A.S. Trensin for Belgium. Midfielder Rabiu Ibrahim, who won the FIFA Under-17 World Cup with Nigeria in 2007, has joined 2015 league champions Genth. Capped five times by the Super Eagles, Ibrahim joins compatriots Mozi Simon, Ghana's Nana Asari, Mali forward Khalifa Kolibali and DR Congo's Diomasi Ngungala are the club. Defender Kingsley Madhu on his part has also signed a three-year deal with Zothe Waragen. Interestingly, Madhu almost joined English Premier League club Tottenham Hotspur in January, but the deal collapsed after Trensin refused to sanction a move for less than the evaluation of the Nigerian. Vaslan Beveren have snapped up Senegalese midfielder Ibrahim Masek from Auxerre. Ghanaian midfielder Nana Opoku Ampoma from Michelin. Acharoa, Ivorian forward Chris Bedia, signed from Troyes. Comoros forward Jamel Bakar from Montpellier. At Genk, Gambian defender Omar Kohli arrived from Jogadin for a fee of 1.7 million euros. Cottridge have actually signed Algerian midfielder Idil Ohali on a free transfer from Paderborn. Well, we'll see how Omar Kali gets on there at Genk. Now, in Germany, the big African story really is that the African footballer of the year, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, is staying there at Borussia Dortmund. But uh, quite a few notable moves there too, Sheena. 
Well, the German Bundesliga has not really been an easy ground for a lot of African players lately. Yes, Gabon striker Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang is the star man of all the Africans parading themselves in the Bundesliga. Remember, at Berlin as also, they've got the Ivorian veteran striker Salomon Kalou. But newcomers RB Leipzig have splashed out the cash by snapping up Guinea midfielder Nabi Keita from Red Bull Salzburg of Austria for a fee of 15 million euros. That's a huge fee for the young Guinean midfielder and he'll be open to deliver in the German Bundesliga. Senegal defender come midfielder Lamin Sani has moved to Werder Bremen on a three-year deal from French club Bordeaux. The 23-year-old has left the comfort of his native region for a new adventure. He's forced abroad. Verda also snapped up another Senegalese defender in Falu Dian from French club Rennes for a fee of 1.5 million euros. The Teranga Lions duo will be playing alongside Mali midfielder Sambu Yatabari at Verda Stadion. Schalke have also signed Algeria midfielder Nabil Bentalib and Ghana defender Abdul Rahman Baba on loan from English clubs Tottenham Hotspur and Chelsea respectively. The two stars will be hoping that they will have a bright start in the German Bundesliga. Abdul Rahman Baba is familiar with the league. He only joined Chelsea last year from another Bundesliga side, Augsburg. Young Senegalese defender Dukure Mahamadou, 18, who came through the youth ranks at Paris Saint-Germain, decided to sign his first professional contract with Borussia Mönchengladbach instead. And finally, Gambian refugee Bakariyata signed a three-year contract with Bundesliga side Hamburg in what local media dubbed a football fairy tale earlier in the summer. Jata, who made a dangerous Mediterranean crossing from North Africa to Italy last year as a lone teenager, assigned a €10,000 a month contract with Hamburg. The young striker, who had previously never played in a club, impressed the German team during a trial in January, but had to wait under FIFA rules until after his 18th birthday on June 6th to sign up. On his new position with German giant Hamburg, he said, and I quote, I want to seize this opportunity. That's my goal. I want to give everything to become the best backer I can be and become a role model for many other people. Many will be keeping an eye on Yata to see if he's actually going to shine and thrive in the German Bundesliga. Many have called this transfer a public city stunt, but the young star wants to prove a lot of people wrong by delivering the goals in the German top flight. Well, a great story that of Bakary Jatta. We'll see how he does. Interesting, too, that Agana's Baba Raman is back in Germany, joining Schalke, although he remains a Chelsea player, moving there on loan. Thanks a lot to Oluwashina Okaleji, and next week he'll look at Africans who've been on the move in Italy, the Netherlands, Turkey, Denmark, Norway and Sweden. Well, the transfer window spending record was broken yet again in England and Leicester City signed Algeria striker Islam Slimani on transfer deadline day, getting him from Sporting Lisbon for a fee believed to be a club record. Remember, Slimani scored twice at the 2014 World Cup finals and had been with Sporting since 2013. So Islam Slimani joins Nigeria striker Ahmed Musa at Leicester. 
Wilfred Bonny has moved to Stoke for the season. More on him later. Sunderland signed Gabon international midfielder Didier Dong from French side Lorient for around $18 million, the highest amount ever paid up front for a player by Sunderland. Now, Ghana captain Asamoah Jan looked all set to join English championship side Reading, but instead went back to the United Arab Emirates, joining Al Ahly on a season-long loan from China's Shanghai SIPG. Of course, not to be confused with the Al Ahly of Egypt, the one in the United Arab Emirates. In a very interesting move, Newcastle United signed Ghana winger Christian Achu from Chelsea on a season-long loan with an option to buy if they get promoted to the Premier Premier League. Achu spent four months on loan at La Liga side Malaga last season after a disappointing spell at Bournemouth in the first half of the season. And much more on the transfers on next week's programme. Well, next on Planet Sport Football Africa, brought to you by Passion for Sport, we take you down memory lane and look at one of the best Africans ever to have featured in the English Premier League. Stuart Weir in the UK gives us a profile of Ghana midfielder Michael Essien. Michael Essien played for Chelsea for seven seasons and was part of Jose Mourinho's great Chelsea team that won the Premier League twice, the FA Cup four times, the League Cup and the UEFA Champions League. Before coming to England, Essien, who was born in Accra, had played for five seasons in France, first at Bastia and then at Lyon. While he was only 23 when he joined Chelsea, he already had 136 French league games behind him and had made sufficient of a name for himself that Chelsea were ready to pay $36 million transfer fee. By the end of his Chelsea career, he played 168 league games for Chelsea and scored 17 league goals. Essien, I think, was the complete midfield player, a tough tackler, but still with the energy to run box to box and also the technique to pass and shoot with accuracy. Once, when he was banned for a tackle on Didi Haman of Liverpool, he apologised, saying that he didn't want to be known as a player who was malicious or unsporting, but rather simply as somebody who tackled and unsettled opponents. That said, Essien had four red cards while playing in France, two more at Chelsea and another one at Milan. While not a prolific goal scorer, he did score a number of really important goals for Chelsea. His first Chelsea goal came in a 2-1 victory over Tottenham Hotspur. On another occasion, he got a late equaliser against Arsenal. And I can tell you that goals against other London teams are really valued by the Chelsea supporters. In the Champions League, he scored in the victory over Werder Bremen of Germany. He got the winner against Valencia in a 2007 quarter-final and in 2009 scored a vital away goal against Juventus and also a stunning left-foot volley against Barcelona in the semi-final, a tie which Chelsea lost only on away goals. Essien has had a long and distinguished career given the number of serious injuries he's had. In 2008, he injured his anterior cruciate ligament while playing for Ghana and was out for six months. In 2010, he was injured playing for Ghana in the African Cup of Nations, missed the rest of the English domestic season and also the 2010 World Cup. And before the end of that year, he picked up another injury which had him out for two months. He ruptured his anterior cruciate ligament again and missed part of the 2012 Premier League season. 
you know, while he may be deemed to be unlucky with so many injuries, it also reflects his style of play and his refusal to shirk the challenge of any tackle. By 2012, Jose Mourinho had moved to Real Madrid and he took Essien on loan. He played there 21 games, scoring two goals, but the loan was not extended at the end of the season. So he returned to Chelsea, played five more games before signing for AC Milan, where he stayed for a season. And this past season, at the age of 33, he played for Panathinaikos in Greece. He made 58 appearances for Ghana, including two World Cups. He was part of Ghana's best ever team and a crucial member of the Chelsea team, which fought Manchester United predominance of English football in the period of, say, 2006 to 2012. A really great player. Well, thanks a lot to Stuart Weir in the UK. And, uh, well, what a career Michael Essien had. And I still remember that wonder goal he scored for Chelsea against Arsenal in a 1-1 draw back in 2006. It was a thunderous shot from 35 yards out and uh, one of Essien's finest moments. Well, no games on in the English Premier League this weekend, as it's a weekend for international matches. Uh, But last week, Nigeria striker Victor Moses was on the score sheet for Chelsea as they beat Burnley 3-0. Moses coming on as a substitute with 13 minutes to go. Uh, So maybe that will lead to Victor Moses getting more game time. Well, now we turn to WhatsApp and to Facebook. Last week, we highlighted the excellent start that's been made to the new season by Kenya's Victor Wanyama. He was one of the big African signings ahead of the start of the English Premier League season, moving from Southampton to Tottenham. Well, two weeks ago, Wanyama scored a late winner for the only goal of the game against Crystal Palace. So we asked, is Victor Wanyama set for a good season at Spurs? Well, let's start with reaction from Wanyama's nation, Kenya. And on Facebook, Mizi in Nairobi says Wanyama is surely a nice midfielder and he's going to do much more at Spurs. Lachino LC, originally from Kisumu in Kenya, says, I think he's set for a good season, but it's still early days, so let's wait and see. Abli Osise in the Gambia says he's a combative midfielder. There's no doubt Wanyam will be a great addition to Spurs. On WhatsApp, Alan Campbell in Sierra Leone says, I believe he'll have a good season. Wanyama is a proven player in the Premier League, very consistent. And tracking his record from Celtic to Southampton, he's always been at his best, very determined and serious, says Alan. He'll definitely prove his worth. I only hope he doesn't have injuries. But in the absence of injuries, definitely he's one player I trust will prove his point well at Tottenham. Lamine B. Touray in the Gambia says, yes, he'll do well. He's very strong and good in tackling. He can do something with Spurs, says Lamine. And Baba Sawane also in the Gambia says, yes, of course, he's a very good player. Sam Chiquilira in Malawi says, I've been following Victor Wanyama for a while. He's very proud to be an African wearing a Kenya band around his wrist. What a talent we have in Africa as a whole, says Sam. And uh, that's a great observation there. Uh, Julius Tendong is from Bamenda in Cameroon. He says, definitely Wanyama is a talented player. I started following him when he was at Celtic. And since then, he's proven that he's a player that any coach would have confidence in. That's why Spurs went for him, said Julius. I believe I have a very good season there. 
But uh, in the Gambia, Sylvester isn't so sure. He says this year is going to be tough for African players, as the competition is very high and the African players are in top clubs. And Sylvester adds, we should also watch out for the Liverpool player Sadio Mane. And Bakary Tamba, also in the Gambia, also mentions the Liverpool striker. He says, yes, I see Wanyama performing well at Spurs, just like Sadio Mane at Liverpool and the other African players. Jesse Rando in Sierra Leone says, I think he will do well because of his ability. Uh, Musa Kamara in the Gambia says, yes, I think Wanyama's made a very good move. I hope he'll have a great season at Spurs. Obina got in touch from Nigeria. He says, yes, I think he is going to have a good season. He's a very good defensive midfielder and Wanyama can even get better if he would curtail his reckless and careless tackles, which were his greatest undoing last season at Southampton. And uh, that's true, Obina. Last season, Wanyama was sent off three times. So that's an aspect of his game we'll have to watch now he's at Tottenham. And Obina continues saying Wanyama is really set for a good season with Spurs, just like he's had with the Saints in the past few seasons there. King Jatta from the Gambia says, yes, Wanyama is one of the best players in Africa. I believe he'll do a great job at Tottenham. Khalifa Sanyang, also in the Gambia, says he's certainly going to have a big impact in that midfield area for Spurs this season. He's such a powerful figure. I personally like Wanyama's style of play and good luck to him and to Spurs. Musa K. Turai says, yes, he's a top-class player with a lot of advantages. Tottenham played my team Liverpool last weekend, but unfortunately we could only get a draw, uh, so thank goodness for that penalty. That was the penalty scored by James Milner that gave Liverpool the lead before Danny Rose equalised for Spurs in the second half. And finally, Bolong Baji in the Gambia says, though it's not easy to achieve overnight in the English Premier League as it's so competitive, Victor Wanyama is an outstanding and devoted player who at the best of his ability will deliver surprisingly well and also develop more if he's given the playing time. Well, thanks so much for all of those comments. It's always great to hear from you. And this week on WhatsApp and Facebook, we're asking, has Wilfred Bonny made a good move? We've talked a lot about the Ivory Coast striker. He's moved to Stoke City from fellow English Premier League side Manchester City on loan for a season. He moved on transfer deadline day. This comes after a disappointing spell at Man City. So is this a good move for Wilfred Bonny? Give us your thoughts on WhatsApp. Plus four four seven. Seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero is the number. That's plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. We'll go to our Facebook page, Planet Sport Football Africa. And this is Planet Sport Football Africa, brought to you by Passion for Sport. And you can download our app and listen to the show anytime. To download it, go to the Play Store or the Apple iTunes App Store and enter Planet Sport Football Africa. Then you can listen to the show anytime on the app and access past programs too in our archive. You can also listen to the show on our website, that's planetsportfootballafrica.com, and our Twitter handle is at planetsportfa. Follow us on at planetsportfa on Twitter. 
Well, finally, on the show today, we continue our series looking at the life of former FIFA president Sepp Blatter, who was suspended by FIFA last year amid corruption allegations. Well, Stuart Weir has put together a profile of Blatter based on a recent biography of him. Well, in the previous part, Stuart looked at Blatter's relationship with Africa, and this week he focuses on the drama of Blatter's downfall. On the 27th of May 2015, the Swiss police raided the best hotel in Zurich and arrested six leaders of world football. The event was as unexpected as were the incredible events which took place over the next few months. Ironically, Blatter initially appeared to welcome the police action. His spokesman said, this is a good day. It shows that our reform process is working. On the 29th of May, two days later, Blatter was re-elected president of FIFA, beating Prince Ali al-Hussein of Jordan, 133 to 73. But just four days later, he announced that he would step down, saying, while I have the support of the member countries of FIFA, I doubt if I have the support of fans, players, clubs, or other members of the football world. Then, in December 2015, the Ethics Committee recommended a life ban for Blatter, or due to insufficient evidence, a 10-year ban from all football, even decreeing he was not even allowed to visit the FIFA Museum. Blatter summed up his position, I have been put in a drawer. Perhaps sometime someone will open the drawer and take me out. And about the Ethics Committee, he said simply, They are all mad, adding, only the death penalty could have been worse. He later gave a more thoughtful response, saying, I should have stood down after the 2014 World Cup in Brazil, as my daughter and partner wanted me to. But how can you do that when the Congress gives you a standing ovation and begs you to carry on? The book sums it up well in saying that in 2015, Blatter went from president to persona non grata and from centre forward to a defender, a defender of himself and of FIFA, that is. Blatter said, my name is so closely linked with FIFA that my rehabilitation has great significance for the whole organisation. And again, I am fighting not just for FIFA, but for myself and my honour. Walter De Gregorio was the FIFA communications chief, but he was forced to resign over a joke he made on the radio. The joke goes like this. Sepp Blatter, the general secretary and the communications chief of FIFA are together in a car. Who is driving? The police. Now, the statements that Blatter has made in his defence have been measured and very limited. He said, for example, I have never bought a vote. Or, I believe there is justice in this world. I have done nothing that brings me into conflict with the law. When Blatter was asked why his signature was on a document relating to the sale of World Cup tickets, which was being investigated by the police, he replied, I have the memory of an ant. I cannot explain why my signature is on that document. When asked about corrupt members of FIFA, He said, the confederations choose the people to send them to us, not us. Another occasion, he said, I've done nothing illegal and I will fulfill my assignment. 
he said, my biggest mistake was to trust people. Another part of his defense was that the Ethics Commission and the state authorities do not have anything on me, just accusations, and they can't prove them. And extraordinarily, he once said, I have never stolen nor profited from money, and I've never robbed a bank. What a strange comment. In an interview published in the book, he is asked, what has annoyed you most? He replied that the Ethics Commission came to conclusions that would not stand up in law. Perhaps it's on the advice of lawyers that he has made these vague comments, but he never really addresses the central issue, which I would describe like this. Did he know that corruption was happening in FIFA and do nothing about it? Or if he didn't know that it was happening, was he competent to run the organisation? Well, big questions on the scandal that rocked world football last year. And of course, Gianni Infantino replaced Sepp Blatter as FIFA president earlier this year. Thanks a lot to Stuart Weir, the final part of this series on Sepp Blatter on next week's programme. But that's it for the show for this week. But on Facebook and on WhatsApp, we're asking, has Wilfred Bonney made a good move? The Ivory Coast striker has moved to Stoke City from Manchester City on loan for the season. He made the move on transfer deadline day. It follows a disappointing spell at Manchester City. So is this a good move for Wilfred Bonney? Send us your thoughts to WhatsApp number plus 447955232780. That's plus four four. Seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero, or go to our Facebook page, Planet Sport Football Africa. From me, Steve Vickers in Zimbabwe, from Oluwashina Okaleji in Lagos, and from Stuart Weir in the UK. Thanks a lot for listening. And Planet Sport Football Africa is a passion for sport production.